Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, an anti-diet registered dietitian nutritionist, and I am so excited. I have movement and posture specialist here with me today, Dr. Jill Zimmerman. She's going to talk to us about how we can feel more comfortable in our bodies to relieve stress and pain in our bodies without having to just like resort to weight loss. Have you ever been to the doctor's office and you just get this recommendation right away? Like, you know, either your BMI was off or you're getting this recommendation for weight loss and you're like, crap, I've tried that before. I have tried to lose weight before to relieve my pain. I need a different solution. I need a different solution to my pain um, and to feel more comfortable in my body as it is right now without that weight loss recommendation. If that's true, there are things that we can do to relieve the pain. And that's what Jill Zimmerman is here to talk with us about. And so thank you so much for being with me here today, Jill. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Can you explain to us like how you got to where you are today being a movement and posture specialist? Uh, yeah, so my, my background is in physical therapy. I'm a, a doctor of physical therapy. Um, and so I am have done extensive coursework to learn how to uh, work with people who are injured or who uh, we are trying to prevent injuries in. Um, and then I sort of decided to like, combine that with more of like a fitness training background. So um, sort of making it like a more wellness model in terms of how do we um, not only like resolve injuries or potential injuries, but how do we make those gains stick by creating sort of like a, a culture of, of movement and fitness in people's lives so that they continue to stay healthy and don't, um, you know, injure themselves later down the road. So um, I work with everybody of all different ages, but I would say that the most of the people who reach out to me are sort of in the, uh, in their like thirties, forties, fifties, and, and, and later in terms of like, what happens to your body as you get a little bit older, is you start to experience a few aches and pains here and there. And you realize that you can't move the same way that you did without sort of like paying for it, if you will. And so people want to sort of continue to move and be healthy and make sure that they're doing so in a way that isn't um, creating further problems in their body. So um, that's kind of the people that tend to reach out to me. They're like, how do I do this better, basically, with uh, less strain to my body? Mm. And so it seems like your work right now is about longevity. Like you're not here for the fads. You're not here for the quick fix. Um, can you explain a little bit more about that? Like kind of how you really view health to be something that's like on a spectrum for like the rest of our life rather than this quick fix kind of modality that we often hear from social media and otherwise. Yeah. So that's like actually a really good way of describing it. I should use that for myself. Um, but yeah, longevity is really where, where my focus is. So I always kind of like, you know, I'm like, yes, I want to help you look better, but really that's not my primary goal. Like my primary goal is how do I help you feel better? And so that's sort of like, when I work with people, I'm not offering them sort of these like kick your butt like you're crawling out the door hate your life workouts i'm working more towards restoring alignment and um 
like healthy positioning of the joints and the tissues in your body while you're actually exercising. So like, how do we exercise and like do it in a way that's less stressful for our joints and our muscles in the process, because that's truly what's going to make you um, be able to continue to move at the level that you want to without, without hurting. And that's, and that's a process and it's something that has to be repeated and relearned in your body, because there's a lot of things that we do in our daily lives that pull us into out of the alignment that is ideal for our bodies. And then if we, you know, like sitting at a desk or driving in our cars or looking down at our phones or, you know, just feeling stressed out all day and sort of breathing in a shallow breathing pattern and these type of things change the alignment in our bodies. And then we go and we move in that alignment that's not ideal. And that is when there's more stress and strain put on our tissue. So we have to learn how to um, norm, like bring our alignment back to normal so that we can move in that um in that state and in that position where things move and feel really good and they move optimally. Mm. Jill, I'm in this conversation with you sitting in this chair and I'm like, I gotta be in my good posture, bring my shoulders back. You know, even that like real life reminder, like for anybody who's listening right now, like, are you checking your posture? How are you sitting right now? Like even in our comfortable states, we can be out of alignment too, right? Or how do we get so out of alignment in our everydays, you know? Um, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. A lot of it is sort of just like habitual, um, you know, learning like habitual movement patterns. So um, our bodies will take the path of least resistance whenever they can. Okay. So for example, if you like have to bend over and pick something up, like if your body has learned that when you um, bend with your back, it's a little bit easier for you to get down to the floor versus being able to sort of like bend through your hips, then it's going to continue to do that. And sort of over time that can create this imbalance of how you move and where you're putting different stresses on your body. So, Mm. um, there's a lot of things that influence that. Um, you know, even just like if you sit a lot of the day, you know, like your hip flexors in the front of your hips get, become sort of shortened over time. And this will affect the alignment of the rest of the body in one way or another. And then when you move, it affects it even more. So it's just, it's something that sometimes is not something you're doing. It's usually never anything you're doing on purpose or even anything that you can sort of recognize in your own body because it sort of just becomes like your new normal. Mm -hmm. And so like whatever you feel in your body is your posture and you think that's normal in your brain. Right. But when I look at you, I'm looking at you and saying, well, your rib cage is shifted forward or your hips are dumped forward or you're standing in your toes or you're standing in your heels or your head is forward or your shoulders are forward or your, you know, whatever it might be, your ribs are flared. And so there's all these little things that are indicators that your body is living and breathing and surviving in a position that isn't optimal for all of the joints and the tissues. Okay. So when you posture in certain ways that are, you know, a little bit out of what's, what would be, we call lined up, you get sort of short tissues in certain places and overstretched tissues in other places. So for example, if your ribs flare and you're kind of dumping forward in your hips, your back is going to arch. So you're going to get like shorter muscles in your back and you're going to get longer muscles in your front, like in your abdomen. And so this sets you up for having like an overstretched abdominal wall, which is going to be a weaker abdominal wall. 
a short and tight back muscles, which could cause compression or pain or things like that. It may or may not, but that's an alignment that you might live in all the time that is indicating to me that your tissues have experienced some sort of change outside of what would we would call the normal like length. Okay. And whenever a muscle is out of its normal length, that means we have a muscle that's not working optimally and not supporting the body optimally. If that makes any sense. It makes total sense. I am so intrigued by this. What makes the most sense is to feel the pain afterwards. So we, we live with, you know, overstretched tissues and too short tissues for a long time. Of course, this leads to pain and discomfort. And like you're saying, of course, when we then say, okay, I want to be healthier. I got to go to the gym and we just like run on the treadmill and we're not in alignment. We can, you know, be more uh, prone to injuries. Right. So you're taking that body that's already got that little bit of compression in your back. And then you're adding like repetitive stress and repetitive load to it. And so you're you're adding like fuel to the fire in terms of like what your body's experiencing and feeling. Yeah. Um, And so that's the whole idea is like, how do we realign you so that you can move in a way that's less stressful on your tissues? You can load them, you can run on them, you can whatever you need to do without hurting so much. You know what? This is bringing up a real big piece of clarity for me because for you, what you're saying is like, you know what? The pain that you might be feeling might just be because your tissues of your body are out of alignment. You might have unnecessary stress on certain joints that are causing this pain when really in that instance of, you know, for this person that says, I want to be healthy, I'm going to go to the gym and run on the treadmill. That pain then comes back as like a feedback loop to their mind saying, or to my mind, because this was me at one time thinking like, I'm so unhealthy. I'm, I'm out of shape. I don't have, I, I'm, I'm not able to do things the way that I used to be able to do things. Right. Rather than thinking about it from your approach of just saying, I think that some things are out of alignment. And once we get them back into alignment, you might have more, uh, more of an ability to move and be flexible. Do you find that in, in your, um, Yeah. A lot of people say that when I start sort of bringing some awareness to the fact that, you know, they're sort of out of alignment, they're, you know, they, they almost immediately jump to like this, Oh my God, like I'm so messed up. Like, how did I get this messed up? Like, how did I get here? Like I'm, I'm screwed my whole body up and, and really like everything they're experiencing is very normal. It happens to like everybody. This is why I work with so many people to try to help them with this, but everybody sort of jumps to this, like, this is my fault. And it's really like, just, it's, it's not at all. It's just your body's taking the easiest route and the the easiest way it knows how, you know? Um, and so that's, we just have to change that, that route, (laughs) right? We have to like change. We have to like make the weaker muscles stronger so you can take a different path. You know, because you're always going to rely on your stronger muscles and your weak ones will stay weaker and your stronger ones will stay stronger if you stay in that alignment you're in. If you change your alignment, the weaker ones start to build strength and the ones that are getting overworked, overactive, get to take a little bit of a break and everything becomes much more balanced. And it's what we call sort of like um, working on muscle imbalances is sort of what I do is like, where do I figure out what's working and what's not and, and create more balance in the entire system. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a, it's a, it's what we call a biomechanical model. You're looking at, you know, the me- if you look at the body as sort of like this machine or the mechanics and like how all the parts kind of work together, that's sort of what we're trying to um, 
to make sense of and to align up. Yeah. What happens when, so say like we go to the gym and we're doing like that repetitive stress. If our tissues aren't really in alignment, if our body isn't in alignment and we're putting stress in our body with exercise um, and we just say, okay, push through the pain, just push through the pain. It'll get better. If I just run on the treadmill more, this will get better. Is there like a consequence to that? You know, if we just try to push through the pain rather than well, you're not really like, yeah, I mean, you're not really addressing the problem, <laughs> right? So like if your knees hurt when you run, like there's a strength imbalance there. Mm-hmm. There's something in the way, either the way that you're running the technique or a strength imbalance that's creating that problem. So continuing to do that, what am I trying to say? Continuing to, to, to run on it like that isn't going to fix it. So what I really encourage people to do is to consider building real strength in their body, especially if they're interested in doing cardio. So like, I don't do a lot of cardio in my practice. Like, I just don't think that it's going to help people feel better. <laughs> um, and you, you have to be able to feel good before you can even go and do that cardio. So we focus a lot on, like I said, building strength in the right areas to restore that alignment so that somebody can go and do their cardio or whatever, um, you know, if, if their goal is to sort of lose weight, that calorie burning type exercise, they need to feel better first before they do it. So that's kind of like my solution to that is like, if it hurts, then you need strength somewhere and, and you need somebody to help you figure out where that strength needs to come from. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of people just like live and tolerate a lot of discomfort in their lives, like in their bodies? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> A lot. I think, I think pain is so interesting because I look at pain. Isn't just like mechanical, like there's a lot of different, um, psychosocial, you know, there's lots of different behavioral things that go into like ex- your experience of pain, neurological, those type of things. And you could pain science is a really interesting thing, but, um, people experience pain very differently. People sort of have different thresholds and, um, people live with pain for a long, long time and just sort of like forget about it almost because it's just something that they're so used to. And they don't even realize sometimes that they hurt until you start sort of bringing it to their attention Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time. And people of all uh, different sizes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's really huge for me because it's one of those things that I see a lot of doctors sort of be like, yeah, well, your knees hurt. Yeah. So you probably have to lose like 30 pounds and then your knees won't hurt. And I'm like, yeah, but that's still not like the, that's not, that's one of the contributing factors. We know that, but it's not the root cause. The root cause is that this person is not in alignment and they're not strong in the right areas. Um, And they could be strong if they had someone to figure out what they needed to do. So that's my primary focus is if you get people stronger and feeling better, then they can move better. And if they can move better, then they can lose weight. (laughs) And they're more motivated to lose weight because they don't hurt all the time. (laughs) So that's sort of the idea there um, is is fix that first. And to be honest, putting on muscle and doing strength training is going to burn a ton of calories and you're going to lose and improve your metabolism and lose weight that way. So really it's a win-win to get started building sort of a solid foundation first before you get into the more cardio 
um, that's why like when I watched that show, like the biggest loser, I would get like so mad because they just be like doing like cardio, like all the time. And I'm like, that is not going to help. <laughs> like They're only going to hurt so much worse after that. <laughs> anyway, don't get me started on that show. Um, <laughs> fads, right? Like that's yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they've actually ran studies on that show years after many of the participants gained back more weight than they had ever lost. And so of course, not only is there the regain of the weight, there's regain of the weight and more dieting is just the constant predictor of weight gain. So I see what you're saying of like, you know, feeling empathy for the people that, you know, that that go into the doctor's office and get this recommendation for weight loss. When, from my perspective as an anti-diet dietitian, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like see, see weight loss here. If we just like restrict their calorie intake and, you know, we manipulate their exercise like this, this won't be sustainable, you know, and this isn't proven for the course of time that like, they'll be able to, you know, <laughs> ethically, you know, and sustainably lose this weight and keep it off. There has to be a way to unlearn that through intuitive eating. And that's my practice. And I love how you take that same situation from your perspective and say, actually, like the first step would be getting back into an alignment, their whole body back into alignment before they can move safely and comfortably. Right. So it's sort of finding, it's like you're talking about sort of like with your intuitive eating kind of like, it's like hitting the reset button. It's like, how do we get you back to like your baseline and then have you start moving again from there? And I do a lot with breathing um, because breathing, our body, when I talked about earlier, like taking the path of least resistance, like our number, our body's like number one goal is to like stay alive, right? So like survival is like our brain's number one focus. And so breathing is always going to come first. It's always the priority in terms of like, how your body is going to function. So the way that we breathe postures us in different ways. Okay. So if we live in kind of this like fight or flight mode where we're taking very shallow breaths and we don't know how to breathe deeply, it is going to create a posture of sort of this like chest up lifted, like ready to go. Like I'm ready to fight the tiger kind of like war type of thing. Okay. You can imagine sort of like my, my, my chest is up, my ribs are flared, like I'm ready to, to like sprint, right? And so you kind of live, if you think of like the inside of your body is kind of like positioned like that. But you either walk around like that or you're really extended and like ready to fight and your back hurts or you find other ways to sort of like, de- like deal with that. So sometimes somebody's really up and lifted, but they drop their shoulders down and forward to sort of pull them back down so they don't appear that way, right? So there's, it's like all these like layers of compensation to adjust to the fact that we are, we are just trying to breathe in any way that we know how, okay? So if you don't address like how the breathing disrupted the alignment in the first place, you're not going to be able to pull that person back to where they need to be. So if I'm understanding you correctly, the way that we breathe shapes our posture. Yes. And our alignment. Yes. And if we focus on how our body can breathe with more ease, that can 
like by then taking deeper breaths, even that alone can help change our posture. Yeah. I mean, even like learning how to breathe diaphragmatically and allowing your rib cage to sort of naturally expand when you breathe like all the way around. Like a lot of people don't actually like utilize their breathing system the way that they should. So this is so important because like when we talk about alignment, we talk about like the core, right? Like the core is huge in terms of fitness, like, and, and just stability of your, of your spine and everything. The core isn't just like your abs, right? Like your core is your abdominal wall, your diaphragm, which is what muscle that you breathe with and your pelvic floor, right? So like getting all of that synchronized is what creates your core. Okay. And if you're not addressing the breathing, your diaphragm and your breathing component of that, you are going to be unable to really generate a strong core, which is your support system, which is going to help support your spine and your joints and your hips and all that. So that's kind of what it comes down to for me. It's very, there's a lot that goes into it, but I'm really hoping that breathing becomes more of a, um, a focus. And I think it will actually because of COVID, because so many people are going to be experiencing respiratory, um, long-term respiratory uh, problems from this. So I, I do think there's going to be more science behind this, but it, I'm telling you, it's changed my practice because I would, I would like help people, you know, like overcome their injuries, like, you know, strengthen their back or their shoulders or whatever, but they, it wouldn't always stick because they would leave my office and start and, and be stuck in the breathing pattern that they're stuck in, which is pulling them out of the alignment that I was trying to get them in in the first place. So once I started fixing their breathing and the way that they're breathing, all of their alignment started to stick because you're never going to stay in a position you can't breathe in. So you have to relearn how to breathe in your new normal. So like your new intuitive posture, you have to learn how to breathe there. If you don't know how, you're never going to stay. If you can't stay there, then you can't move there. And so the first step is always learning how to breathe in your new posture. And then you can start to move in that new posture. Do you have any tips or recommendations on like for somebody, even as they are right now, like myself, like I've done no work on my posture. I know that I hold Amelia more on one side. I got a nine month old daughter. I know my back is all, I mean, sometimes I go home, Jill, and maybe I should talk with you about this in a private session, but wow, my back, I'm like, this baby's going to break my back, you know? So I even know like holding a baby, sitting a certain way, like I know I'm definitely out of alignment, but even that said, is there anything that I can do or other people like I can, like myself can like right now in the body that they're in right now? how can we focus on breathing differently or do you have any tips on just like this breath work component on how we can. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the things that I, it's like super simple is to do um, Michael Mullins actually taught me this, but it's like a five breath reset where you just, wherever you are, you know, you just sit or if you're lying down or whatever, you um, basically take a breath in through your nose and then you exhale and you let, all the possible air like out of your body like 100% nice and slowly and gradually just sort of like rationing out air as it comes out and then once you feel like you're sort of at the bottom of the barrel there you're going to feel your abs on the side start to kind of kick on a little bit and if you hold those abs kind of tight a little bit 
as you take your next breath in through your nose, you're gonna feel air kind of go into places that you might not have felt before, okay? And if you don't, then you can kind of like adjust your pelvis maybe, like maybe your pelvis is tipped too far forward or tipped too far back and you can kind of like play around with the angle of that and work on breathing in that different alignment and see if it feels any better. My shoulders just pulled like way back doing that. Is that normal? <laughs> like your like your shoulders opened up in the front? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, this is this is the whole thing. Like when you breathe like that, the intention is for your diaphragm to move, which is gonna help open up your rib cage and all the way, like 360 degrees around. So your rib cage will open up. When your rib cage moves, when you inhale and then kind of comes back together when you exhale, which is what we want to see, it creates a good place for your shoulders to sit, okay? If you don't ever expand your rib cage, say in the back of your shoulder, of your, of your rib cage or the front of your rib cage, then your shoulders have to, they'll, they'll sort of like sit in a different place on your body. And when your shoulders sit in a different place on your body and you go and raise your arm overhead or you carry your baby or you're like carrying groceries or whatever, that can create strain. So one of the ways to create better alignment for your shoulders is to actually change the alignment of your rib cage through breath and filling. It's sort of like stretching from the inside, like filling your rib cage from the inside so your shoulders sit in a much nicer place. My mind is completely blown right now. Okay. <laughs> Then I explained it. Okay. <laughs> it makes complete sense, but I never thought of it like that way. And even in something as basic as the way that we breathe every day, it shapes how we're able to function, move, breathe. And you're saying that like we are built for survival. And yes, like even from like a, you know, intuitive eating biological standpoint, we talk about that too, about like how our body's here to protect us, our body's here to support us in the way that it feels is best. And at the same time, we can knock ourselves out of alignment by, in my case, you know, following a diet or an exercise regime that doesn't feel like it, like it fits for us. It feels too short term. It's something that we can't grasp, but in this, it's like, Oh, a returning back to ourselves into like, like you said, like hitting that reset and kind of coming back to maybe how we're supposed to inherently yeah. And I think people like do actually inherently know that. Like I hear this all the time, like, you know, they're used to going to these like big group fitness classes or watching like some, you know, hotshot fitness, whatever, like do her classes online or whatever, like programs. And, you know, they're doing these exercises and they're just like watching and, and copying whatever the person's doing. And they know it doesn't feel good in their body, but they're just doing what they've been, what they think is right. And what, you know, the fitness model is doing. And it's, and it's like, they know it's not good for their body because when I show them how to do the same exercise, just in a different alignment, because that's all I do. I'm not inventing any new exercises. I'm just saying, if you're going to do a row, let's do it in good alignment. If you're going to do a lunge, let's do it in good alignment and teaching people what that is and how that feels and how to breathe there. And then they're like, God, I just feel so much better. Like, I feel like that's like what it's supposed to feel like. 
And all of a sudden they're like, I've never felt my glutes in this exercise. I've never felt my abs in this exercise. You're supposed to feel your abs with this? Like I had no idea. And all of a sudden these muscles that they could never find or feel start kicking in. And that's when their body starts to feel better because they're creating that strength that they've just been like bypassing because they're just taking the path of least resistance. And mimicking and doing what somebody else is doing without acknowledging or, or respecting maybe in some ways how their body is feeling. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times it's like they just don't, they don't even know where else to go. You know, they're, they're just like, well, I know this doesn't feel good, but like, I don't know what program to do. Like, are there any, you know, it's just, it's really hard, as you know, um, to sort of navigate the fitness and nutrition industry in terms of like what's good and what's crap, you know? (laughs) And really what I found, and it seems like you found a similar thing is like, what, what really is the truth is the thing that feels most at home in our own bodies, you know, for us, intuitive eating is so much of like the, you know, like we're peeling back all these layers of conditioning from diet culture and upbringing and rewards with food and, you know, clean plate club and all of these things to get down to like, what does our body really want to eat? What does satisfaction feel like? What does hunger and fullness feel like? And how can we honor those things? And it seems like in your work too, it's like, wow, how can we cultivate that body attunement so that we can really honor and respect how our body feels and find a new positioning and alignment that feels like we're returning home to our bodies again. Like none of it's like rocket science. It's not, none of it's like trendy or fad or like anything. Like it's just, it's just physics. Like I'm just trying to like get your body to line up and then show you how you can like get full range and strength of all of your joints in that new alignment. And that's the whole idea. It's just, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than just, it, it is sort of, it's almost exactly what you're talking about with like the whole intuitive thing. It's just like, let's get your body back to like, establishing what we what I call like a stacked state so I'm like I'm just trying to stack your body so that everything works at ease basically like you don't have to your but no part of your body is having to try too hard and overdo it and overwork to compensate for other areas that aren't doing as much you know and so it's just like how do we create that and I think that's so true with what you're talking about the, you know, like, let's just make eating like in easy and, 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 and so you don't have to think about it, you know? Yes. Normalizing the experience. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about like embodiment and disembodiment, like being in an embodied state. Well, how difficult is it to be in an embodied state when we're feeling pain, when we're feeling out of alignment in bigger ways in our life and also inside in our life, right? Like the, the misalignment of our body tissues is almost just a reflection of the misalignment in other ways in life with our with our eating and relationships and otherwise how can we get more aligned is like always the goal and which like it's so multifaceted because you know when you're sort of chicken or the egg you know when you're in these misaligned positions it can actually make your body feel more anxiety and more stress because of the way that you are posturing. And when you get somebody out of that posture, all of a sudden they're like, wow, I feel better. I don't feel as stressed out. I don't feel like my heart's racing. I don't feel like, you know, it starts to change that kind of behavior too. So it comes full circle. You see with correcting alignment, it improves individuals' mental health? Well, yeah, because like when you're, 
stuck in a position that's like fight or flight mode, for example, like if you are a shallow breather and you're always sort of like anxious, that sort of creates a, po a, a posture, right, in your body. And just being in that posture generates more anxiety and feelings of, of stress. So it's sort of like it's cyclical in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because when you're in that posture, your diaphragm can't function as easily. So if your diaphragm doesn't function as easily, there's something else that has to work to help you breathe, whether it be your neck muscles or your back muscles or whatever it is that's helping you to breathe, your hip flexor muscles, something is there helping you to breathe better because your diaphragm is so positioned out of its, out of its alignment. Mm -hmm. right? So if we pull the diaphragm back into its alignment, teach it how to work properly, all of those helpers that kind of throw you into that like stressful, anxious state get to calm down a little bit. Okay. So anytime you're like extended, like sort of like your back is arched and, you know, think of like a, a scared cat, you know, like they're, they're uh, actually that's not the right word, but like, I guess like cats kind of like will go either direction, but I don't know what I'm trying to say, but when you're flexed, right. And you're like fetal position. Okay. Like fetal position, you're like all curled up. That is actually going to be more of like a calming state. Okay, being more in like flexion, okay? Being more extended, like you look at like a gymnast and they like finish and they're like way up and their back is arched and their like chest is up. That's more of like an extended state or like a sympathetic state of like more like fight or flight. Cause that, that gymnast is like, she's on, like she is. All of her muscles are working. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So that's kind of like, you can see how people might posture in different ways and what that might say about them. And that's why, like, I never cue, like what you said before, like, I just want to open my shoulders up. I don't ever cue that anymore because that sort of, like, opens people up almost too much and they get stuck in this kind of, like, posture. And I'm like, that's not really where posture comes from. Like, posture doesn't come from the shoulders. It comes from the feet. It comes from the pelvis. It comes from the pelvic floor, the abdominals. It, it really does come more from the foundation um, than, it, like, from the bottom than it does from the top. The top is just making up for the fact that the bottom isn't where it's supposed to be. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes complete <laughs> sense. So often, like, we're either mimicking the instructor or we're just doing what we're told or we're just like, you know, okay, pull your shoulders back. You know, we're pulling our shoulders back when really it's like, how can we work deeper? How can it be more simple? And how does this feel in your body? Yeah. And for me, like the, it, it really is, it's about lining up the rib cage with the pelvis. That's where it all starts. So if you're curious about like, what is, if it's not in the head, like, where is it? That's where it is, is how do we get those two pieces stacked up on top of each other parallel versus the ribs looking ahead of the pelvis or somebody, for example, you just had a baby, these like postpartum women, they tend to just like throw their hips forward and like hang in their hips. You know what I'm talking about? That like just hanging hips forward kind of posture. Like, and, and so like it's those little changes that happen with life that stick with you and create these other compensations later down the road. Maybe it doesn't hurt now, but then maybe you take that, that hips forward person and have them do, um, you know, a certain exercise that their body can't do because they've lived in that hips forward posture for a period of time. And then they start experiencing pain that kind of thing. Or like you carry your kid on one hip all the time. I've had moms who've had four, you know, four plus kids and they're just like 
so asymmetrical side to side because they just developed that pattern of like holding the kid on the one side of the hip. You know, are you always drive with like your left hand on the wheel and leaning to the right all the time? You know, like those type of asymmetries. I always cross my right leg or I, and when I sleep, I let my right leg go off to the side or, you know, those type of like asymmetries, you start to like take note of and, and realize that those are patterns that your body has sort of become comfortable with. And if you do it on the opposite side, you'll realize how uncomfortable it is to actually do it on the other side that you, you know what I mean? To switch it. Yep. And that's how you realize that you're, you're sort of living in this like imbalanced state. And that brings like consciousness to the things that we've put on autopilot for so long. You know, like, oh, I've never paid attention to the way that I drive, the way that I sleep, the way that I hold my kids, you know, like. Or I like staying in my toes all the time, or I'm always in my heels, or I like, I'm out on the outside of my feet, or like, you know, there are all these little things that you just, I lock my knees out all the time, you know. Um, a lot of people lock their knees out, you know, and, and it's those type of things that you start to pick up on. Um, and there are things that are sort of inhibiting people's ability to really get strong in the areas that they need to. They're just little pieces of the puzzle. It's a lot. I know. It's just <laughs> throwing a lot at you. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by you and your work. And I keep bringing it back to like that, gosh, that like recommendation for weight loss is the solution to our pain. And it just seems so true that weight loss is not truly the most immediate solution for relief for pain relief it could be that we are just not in right alignment in our bodies and that's something that we could focus on at any size yeah i mean and to be honest like if that was true then only people who are overweight would have pain and that's certainly not the case <laughs> you know like everybody experiences pains and aches and pains in their bodies and um and you can influence that without losing weight, actually. I mean, I have several clients who I've been working with for years and they're, they haven't lost any weight. Okay. But they feel a heck of a lot better. They move a heck of a lot better. Their quality of life has completely changed. Yes. They, you know, can hang, you know, they can, you know, these, these are people who, you know, couldn't walk two blocks without hurting. And now, you know, they're walking around New York city with their, you know, their kids and grandkids, you know? And so it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's, it, and, 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 you know, weight loss is still a goal for them. It's, you know, but that's something that I don't do and they are going to have to be ready to tackle that. But all I can do is help them on my end feel better so that that goal is more attainable. Right. Cause if you feel better, like we said before, you feel better, you're going to move, you know, and they do. Um, and yeah. the honest, they just, they just mentally feel better because they can move. Yes. And they're comfortable in their own bodies because of that. They don't feel just like they're drowning all the time, you know? Amazing. That to me looks like health, that comfort, that ability to move, the kind of like new authority over their body and how it's moving as well kind of seems like that's just a really more embodied practice, more conscious practice. There's a lot of confidence that comes with it. They're, um, it's almost addicting too, because they also realize that when they stop kind of the consistency of moving in the right alignment, you know, say they, um, 
they went on a, a trip or something and they come back a month later and they're like, yeah, I could definitely feel that I wasn't keeping up with what I needed to do. And like my body's starting to feel it again, because like I said, the body just starts creeping right back in. If you don't, you know, pay special, pay, uh, pay special attention to it. So yeah. um, just recognizing that it is, it's, it's like intuitive eating. It's something that you have to continue to work on it's and and you know to, to maintain that sort of like reset button and that baseline yeah and it yeah. just takes that immense body attunement I love that strengthening of like that mind body connection the awareness of how we would like to move our bodies now so that we can feel like we have can maintain that relief that we don't feel the pain that we experienced before after we kind of stack ourselves in a way yeah that- and they're like they're like I don't want to go back to that <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing how quickly they see differences. You know, people, I'll, I'll see somebody on like a virtual call online for one session and they're just like, oh my gosh, like, and I'll give them like three exercises to do. And they're just like, I just, I can't believe this. I just feel so much better. So it's just like, it's taking concepts and then starting to like apply them to like everything that you do. And those are when the changes start to really happen. Like when they recognize it's like awareness, like they just recognize, like, I can't believe I didn't realize I was standing like that. I can't believe I make my squats looked like that. I like had no idea. And then you start cleaning things up a little bit and they're like, wow, (laughs) this just feels so much better. And it's like, your body just didn't know, you know? I said, no. So what I'm hearing from you is like, you know, acknowledge the pain, normalize the pain um, and address the pain, you know, like, become aware of it, acknowledge it, normalize it. Everyone has pain. And what are some basic things that we can do about it right now? And and I love that approach. Do you have any like last advice for somebody who's kind of like tolerating a lot of pain right now? Maybe they've just tried to keep crushing it at the gym. They've tried eons of supplements. They've changed their diet. They've changed all these things, but they're kind of missing the boat when it comes to like alignment and posture. Where's like one place that, that they could start? I guess like I always tell people to just start really like building that awareness piece, like starting to really recognize like your habits and your, and your postures, your postural habits, I guess. Like I, I threw out a bunch of examples, but kind of start there, like, and, and, and start to understand your asymmetries um, and really feel what's happening with your body versus just like knocking out as many repetitions as this as you can. So that's one of the other big things that I do with people, you know, when they're, when they're doing, you know, say they're following along on, on a, a fitness video or something like that. And, and, and I have no problems with people doing that, but I like to teach them how to do the exercise as well. And then I just say, slow it down. Like you don't have to keep up. Mm. When people do the same exercises in better alignment, they, um, they get so much more out of it. They burn more, they're sweating more, they're feeling more and they hurt less. So it's, in the long run, it pays off to slow yourself down a little bit and learn how to move differently before you pick the speed back up again. And I think that that's for people, they don't want, it's like anything in life, like they don't want to slow down. They don't want to have to put like a little bit of harder work into it. They sort of want a quick fix. They want it to be over with as fast as possible. They don't want to have to think about it. And it just, it doesn't work. It just, that doesn't work. That's not how you're going to create permanent change. And so just sort of recognizing that if you really do want to get better, it's going to take some work 
is going to take thought. It's going to take purpose, um, intent. You know, there's just a lot of things that I think from, you know, mentally and psychologically have to be put in place first if you really want to make those kind of changes. And they might need some additional mentorship or guidance as well. Can you share for everybody listening? There's tons of people out there, like myself included, who, who work with people like this, you know, like, let me, let I do, you know, an assessment, you know, and I can do it virtually. And I obviously do it in person at my business, but you know, like, let's, let's look at you. Let's figure out where your imbalances are. Let's give you some tools to start recognizing that, start feeling those changes, start feeling what it feels like to be in a different alignment, to feel, to breathe in that alignment and realize that when you do, that takes your pain away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that itself, that is like mind blowing to, to people. They're just like, I can't believe it. Like I don't feel, it doesn't hurt there anymore. It doesn't feel tight all the time. It's, it's not, there's no knots there anymore. You know, those type of things. So um, there are people like myself who, who do that. Um, and so, you know, my, my, <laughs> I guess it's start following people on social media that actually like kind of know what they're talking about, <laughs> not to like toot my own horn, but like, I have a lot of education behind this. Like, I'm not trying to just sell somebody some like fad thing that like is going to make me money. Like I'm truly out there trying to help people <laughs> and, and, and provide them with knowledge that is empowering um, for them. So that's the idea is to just get somebody to help you at least initially. And then that's going to start you on your journey to like feeling better with movement. Everyone is thinking like they need to be working with Jill right now. Everyone's like, oh, the pain that I'm feeling. Gosh, I just, if I was in more alignment, I could feel more ease. Can you share with everybody where they can find you? I know that they can go on Instagram. So whip out your phone right now. Um, Jill's got like the best videos on her Instagram. I reached out to her because I loved her videos for a long time. Um, And so she does a really great job of kind of like showing visually a little bit of like how you work with clients and how you kind of like shift people's bones differently. And so you can follow her on Instagram at Jill Zimmerman PT on Instagram. Um, and can you share a little bit more about how somebody might be able to work with you? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely follow my page. I give out like a ton of free information. So you'll learn my whole purpose is to like help people learn more about their bodies, but be sort of like entertaining and fun at the same time. (laughs) You are fun. It is so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then if you want to work with me, you know, I just send me a DM on the Instagram or you can email me at um, info at perfectlyfitcharleston.com and I can give you that information. But um, just reach out to me personally because I schedule everything myself because I want to make sure that I have it where I need it. Fantastic. Jill, thank you so much for all the wisdom that you show, shared on the show today. And for everybody listening, yes, go follow Jill at Jill Zimmerman PT. And also don't forget while you have your phone out, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show as well, The Kitchen Table with Leisha Brown. So thank you so much for being here. Thank yeah, you. For me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and for everyone, we'll see you on Monday's episode. Have a good day and a good weekend. <laughs>